Hey everyone, it's James here. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to mention jewelrybrands.shop. They have quite an amazing collection of Star Wars pins, money clips, earrings, necklaces, keychains, and more. It's a great place to pick up a gift for somebody, even if they aren't into Star Wars, because there's jewelry from Marvel, DC, Hasbro, Nickelodeon, and hey, look at that, even Dragon Ball Z. Get over there and check out with promo code TRB to get 10% off your purchase. That's jewelrybrands.shop and promo code TRB at checkout. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. It's our Monday show. There's actually, I last week I was kidding when I said this, but I'm serious. There's a lot of news to talk about this week. Uh, for some reason, Star Wars news, and it's not always necessarily from official channels, will go four months with nothing. And then on one day, everyone's like, oh, I have this. Oh, I have this. No, but I have this and I have this. And everyone just tries to pile on. And here we go. This giant sandwich of news that we're going to try to tackle here <laughs> yeah. on the podcast so um thanks thanks for being here thanks for joining us we appreciate it um if you're watching us on youtube uh make sure you do subscribe to our channel we appreciate that very much toss us a like get in there with the comments do all that stuff that you hear on every single youtube video that's our version of it uh james and Lacey are with me here as always uh james if you were a star wars actor for the first what? time for the first time, James Bainey, you're in Star Wars. Welcome to Star Wars. You walk on set. What would be the thing you're most excited to see in person as a Star Wars actor on set? Be like, whoa, I am in Star Wars. Like more than like Galaxy's Edge. Like, oh, there's the Falcon or whatever. But yeah. you're on an actual Star Wars set. What's the thing that's going to be like, oh, dude. Um, So I don't know if this exists, but I could see it existing. Um, it would be really sweet if they had a full practical ATST, like Return of the Jedi <laughs> era. Ooh, and that you is could interesting. you like walk out and it's like a legit like 20, 20, 25 foot you know thing, and it's like you know we use it like this, but like we have the legs and they kind of work. Like it maybe it doesn't necessarily walk, but like it, it we can use a crane to kind of push it forward as it's walking or something, like. Yeah. I, Oh man, I I think that would be pretty incredible, and immediately be like, "How am I on the set of Return of the Jedi right now? How is this happening?" Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, because that that's a big that's a big deal. Like a moving like something like that is a big deal. Yeah. Um, Lacey, what about you? What would be the one if you if you were cast in Star Wars? You walk on set. And you're just like, holy cow. You just see something that's just like, wow, I can't believe I'm in Star Wars. I have a two-part answer. My first part is, for selfish reasons, my costume. Because I would want to know what I was wearing in said Star Wars movie. Because the costume is really important in Star Wars. Uh, my non-self-centered answer is like a spaceship. Like the Millennium Falcon okay. or an X-Wing or something like that. Nice. I don't know. I think mine would be creatures or something like fully costumed people like walk around as creatures 
Because I don't mm-hmm. know, do they do that at Galaxy's Edge? It's just humans mostly, right? They were going yeah. to and they cut it. Because of the heat or something? No, money. Uh, oh, money. Uh, yeah, I think Thanks, seeing, like, seeing like Jawas. <laughs> it's all Chappix fault. Seeing, uh, <laughs> Jawas probably can't, can't be that expensive to do at Galaxy's Edge. Come on, Bob, get it together. But I think like a fully realized like just set of creatures walking around, even like big ones like the Hapabor or something like just like those those living environmental things that really make you feel like you're in a different galaxy. Well, we'll get into uh, it later, but that was kind of what Ewan's answer was with Pedro of like what reminded him of Star Wars was like first sure. seeing stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so at the end of the show, we're going to do a little bit of an open chat. I know a lot of people have been talking about that chat between uh pedro pascal and the number one star wars news scooper out there in the world today ewan mcgregor who got somehow got pedro pascal to reveal that they haven't recorded anything for mandalorian season three yet and then ewan just like oops but um all right so yeah we do have a lot of news to get into uh it's gonna be a good one so james what is what is happening uh, in star wars news these days John, the first thing I think you're going to find the most interesting, (laughs) since you have gone on record more than anybody uh, to to claim uh, this story, but here we go. Uh, Liam Neeson was recently on Jimmy Kimmel and, you know, he was promoting other movies and they were doing some other stuff, fun stuff, but uh, Jimmy Kimmel's a big Star Wars fan. So he's going to point out you know, anytime there's an actor uh, involved, he's going to bring up Star Wars and he's going to try to get him on stuff. And in this particular case, he approached him about the possibility of him being in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which is on Disney Plus. And Liam Neeson flat out just says, I don't have anything to do with it. I haven't even been approached. I, I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. Um, so it, it actually quickly shut down Jimmy to the point where he just goes, Okay, so that's a no. Um, <laughs> let's move on <laughs> past this. So, John, uh, you have openly said there's no way he's not in this show. Right. Uh, what say you of the story? I still think there's zero chance he's not in the show. <laughs> um, because, like, Liam Neeson is a great actor, but he's clearly a terrible improvisational actor because he gave it away in his answer. Because there's no way in any situation possible that they didn't at least approach him. So for him to say I wasn't approached about it is just a lie. Completely a lie. And <laughs> and then he makes the, and then he probably felt uncomfortable in trying to keep a straight face. So he goes immediately to the joke of uh doing the money thing and saying they don't have enough money for me. He tries to like just make it funny. So he he his his like tell with the serious face kind of gets washed away. Uh, he did a bad job on this in this cover up, in my opinion. So, um, and maybe that's just part of the bit. But you know, I. But there's other stories we're gonna get into here that involve things that I I'm gonna create this thing called the seven year old rule. And if if it if it's if it's situation in Star Wars is is something like a casting or something that a seven year old can predict, then Lucasfilm should just announce it. That's my that's my new opinion on things because why try to hide these things? It just looks silly at this point. Like nothing is going to like when I see Liam Neeson pop on screen as Qui Gon, I'm not going to be shocked. Or when I see Forrest Whitaker, I'm not going to be shocked. So just give us that stuff, and then we'll be like, now I know he's in it. 
I can't wait to when he show what to when he shows up. It doesn't give anything away. We're, we're we've gone too far with the we need to protect everything from the audience stuff. There has to be a line where it's like this is cool, this we're gonna keep the new stuff, the Baby Yoda thing, the we're gonna announce this show that you never knew about, but like Saw Gerrera being in the Andor show and Liam Neeson being Obi Wan, those things are just bookets beyond bookets so i think they need to change i think it's getting a little old with this we got to protect everything uh there, there has to be a line so uh i think he's completely full of it he's going to be in the show and i'm still thinking it's going to be um one big scene and hopefully uh one at the end with a little like mm-hmm. send off or whatever Lacey, are you going to be contrarian or do you agree with john here i agree i i think he was lying I think the first thing you need to do is, as a viewer at home, you have to remember that Jimmy Kimmel's on ABC and ABC is owned by Disney. So he's getting these people and probably getting the okay to talk about these things from dad upstairs, you know, Bob, Chappick and those people that are like, yeah, it's okay. Um, Because they're promoting their own stuff on their own channel with their own shows. Um, That being said, I think he tried to play it off uh, with the joke and everything and saying, oh, they didn't even approach me. The thing that gave it away is that when Jimmy Kimmel went back to him to lean into the joke of not too much money or, hey, you're lying because you're an actor, he then didn't know what to do. His face went like blank and it was just awkward because he's like, I've made my joke move on. And Jimmy Kimmel did not get that note and like kept going and he didn't know what to do. And he just looked so awkward. Go back and watch it. It's like, pure five seconds of like like just silence and he's just Mm -hmm. looking and jimmy's like okay anyway moving on and like because he knew he wasn't getting anything more whereas i feel like if it was a ewan ewan would have leaned into it and kept going and like made the joke more of a joke and saying oh i would you know i've been too busy i've been doing this or that or oh they never taught like he always goes farther in the joke whereas i feel like liam made the one joke and then that was it so mm-hmm. I think he's lying. I think he was trying his best to cover it up. And I think that he had the note from his publicist to say, oh, you haven't been approached. That's what we're going with. And he didn't expect the pushback. Yeah, because I, I did notice that there, you know, for all the same reasons, I agree with you guys. Um, he he seemed to make that joke. Yes. And then when he kept going, he was like, I don't know where to go. So he 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 tried to play it off almost like the the chat was off or something because he goes back to the same joke again he's like i don't i don't know if he heard me or not i made the joke that's the cue to move on (laughs) like let it go it was a yeah (laughs) yeah. so there was a little little strange thing there um i i know that when i when i heard this i had to in my head play the like the devil's advocate okay okay let's believe him for a second he's not coming back i started thinking and i know there probably are listeners too that are probably thinking like you you know you got to take his word or whatever but i just started thinking he's maliciously lying by the way i think he's just lying because he has an nda and they told him to say that for sure for sure i was like (laughs) You know, this show still is quite a ways away. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's in the plan. And, you know, he doesn't have a huge role. So he hasn't been approached yet. He absolutely will. And he will get whatever money he is. Maybe he hasn't been approached yet because they and just maybe haven't his approaching got there. is scheduling. It could be anything that he's yeah. taking as the word approach. 
Yeah. So then I was like, okay, so that's one option. And then the other one to me was, um, um, it, it, the possibility that he's just not in the show. It's it's only six episodes, and like if I was writing it out and they they only gave me six episodes, I start thinking I'm like, all right, well, do we really have time to squeeze in this like? Go. He goes and he meditates and he does his like. The only thing is, you have thing. to make it, it yeah, almost has nothing to, to do with the story. I know, yeah. but you have to make that connection that he learns how to go into the force. Because if you don't make that, then there's this huge gap from the moment Yoda brings it up to the moment yeah. that he does it. I know, and I and I do agree with that. I guess I'm just I'm not moving any further past the. Sure. We only have sure. six six episodes to tell a story. Does Qui Gon and him revisiting his old master and explaining this thing, which almost has nothing to do with the story that we're trying to tell, sure. does it fit in? He's probably talked to Qui Gon a thousand times, but he's only done this adventure once. Let's get to the point. And mm-hmm. if we want to tell that story, we have a million other opportunities probably in, down the line where we can tell about that. But I don't know. Right. I it, totally agree with you guys um, that I think it, he's it he's doing the Obi Wan or he's doing the Ewan McGregor thing. Like, oh, I'd I'd I, I would I would love what? to come back. Yeah. But it's like he already said this <laughs> is the, Ewan did this that is for the like standard practice. Deny yeah. it. You have not been approached. Yeah. You know nothing. <laughs> that's that i think that's the screw up though i really yeah. do and I, yeah. he would have been better off saying because he's filming according to imdb he's he's in a movie right now that's filming called memory with guy pierce he could have just said you know we were trying to make it work they had to get this film now they've been pushing this show off for a long time we couldn't line up our schedules i i, I would have loved to have done it but and it would have been more believable to too yeah that's what i mean but he goes they haven't approached me that's the dumbest thing he could have said if he was actually trying to cover this up because there's Why no way that they, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, they didn't approach me. Come on, that's so stupid. That's so stupid, Liam. Oh my God. Yeah. How that guy find He's like, what the hell? That... We had like four lunches, Liam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. How, how did that guy find his daughter? That's what I want to know. That's so stupid. <laughs> he can't. He can't even find a spot in the most obvious role for him. He can't even <laughs> he can't find, find an excuse. His role. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's that. Like I said, there's always the devil advocate story of maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe there's a possibility. Maybe they haven't approached him yet. I don't know. I whatever. think Disney likes surprises and they'd rather keep the surprise. I think yeah, that's what well, it is. They've enough. become addicted to the surprise. All right. Well, there are other people showing up <laughs> in in Star Wars Disney Plus shows. Uh, we finally got uh, a, a couple announcements here. Um Stellan Skarsgård was doing an interview. It was like a Swedish interview, so it's kind of hard to get through all the information that's there. But he does, in that interview, say that he was doing a really cool scene with Forrest Whitaker. So you can put all that together. Um, And this was in relation to the show, too. So it's like Forrest Whitaker's back, Saw We know it's going to happen. He's at least filming. Um, Very, very likely going to be in the show it could be like a hologram that they cut or something but he is involved with the production of this show so um that is in fact happening um while we're here though i should also mention ben mendelson may be returning there's a rumor out there by a website called the direct um they're saying their sources are saying that orson krennic is coming back and he's been involved um that's a little bit more of a rumor rather than stelts like himself saying yeah i was doing the scene with forrest whitaker so that's way more likely um but of these two uh lacy i'm going to go back to you um what are your thoughts on uh saw guerrera coming back what are your thoughts about the possibility of orson krennic coming back well first of all loki just came out isn't Skarsgård the guy that gets his eye ripped out his eye ripped out like he he's the eyeball guy 
that Loki sticks the thing in the eyeball and takes his eyeball to like, get into a safe? Well, I know he was in Age of Ultron. No. Well, well, yeah. No, he was in the original Avengers and he was in the original Thor. I don't know Thor. if he was in... Anyway, I was just thinking about that because I was watching Loki and I was like, oh yeah, I is know Loki in this? takes over his body and uses him From to... From the eyeball. Well, I, don't, I don't know about the eyeball though because he still has his eyeball in the Marvel world. I just remember it's really brutal, that eyeball scene. Anyway, anyway, uh, off topic. Anyway, that being said. Uh, yeah, this is super interesting. First of all, that he said all this. I'm sure a publicist somewhere was like, please don't do this. <laughs> and <laughs> he did. Um, it was interesting. He said he has one scene per episode, two scenes with Whitaker, and most of his time is spent with Diego. So I'm going to eat my words right now. I totally said he looks like a bad guy. And I thought that he'd be a bad guy. Like he has that look. Uh, to me, after this information comes out, it seems like he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Unless he's a double crosser like a Bennett. Or a Beckett. I don't know why I said Bennett. I'm looking mm-hmm. at James. That's why. Uh, Beckett. <laughs> uh, or someone like that. Or like a Lando where he does what he needs to do to survive type role. But other than that, I took away that he's probably a good guy if he's working with these people. Which is interesting to me because already it's going against my expectations that he's with the Empire. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's cool. I, it's amazing he's in it so much. I didn't think he would be. I watched Chernobyl, which was kind of his show. You said he was in Chernobyl. That's right. And, and the thing about his role in that is that he is is a stuck between a rock and a hard place. The whole thing. He's trying to do right, but he has to do right by his government, and he has to do right by his own moral standard. And I'm like, right, I right. think they watched that, and they're like, boop, that character, that's the same character. stick him in Andor. <laughs> Because Put him in a Star Wars suit. What what you're going to be looking at, I think, in this character is you're going to be someone who's trying to do the right thing. So he's siding with the rebellion on certain things. But I can't imagine he's he's someone that like totally um, is like we're doing this or something. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be someone that I don't know potentially has like a family or understands the results of what it the means risk. to overthrow yeah. a government and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's maybe an informant. I I foresee these these conversations between saw and him saw being the person that's obviously more radical than he is and he's mm-hmm. the one that makes saw look crazy like he's the one that oh pokes that makes him feel that way back the into the, yes. the stability of what it means to go that radical um but anyway, mm-hmm. that that's why I I I think I said from the very beginning when you said Empire, I think I said he seems more like a rebellion style character. And that's why to it me. makes sense because mm-hmm. then you think of like Adam Driver with Kylo Ren, like when I first saw Kylo Ren, I had watched Girls before that and I was like, wow, this character is Adam from Girls. Like it's mm. the crazy guy that yells and dr- like switches emotions quickly and <laughs> is un you know predictable and then we see kylo ren we're like wow it's the same character but uh really quick the krennic thing i just wrote lol shrug in my notes and wrote quote size of role remains unclear that to yeah. me means that someone's saying well we don't know and then if it doesn't happen they can just turn around and say well it, it unclear it clearly sure. got erased sure uh, so that's yeah. how i feel about it i would love to see him though yeah, John um, Stone Skarsgård confirming Forrest Whitaker, Ben Mendelsohn back. What do you think? Yeah, the Ben Mendelsohn thing, I agree because, um, and I, I'm not trying to, I'm not here to discredit anybody like that, but you know, they say the direct sources say he's back, and they didn't say anything else. So that's like, you know, if we said Star Wars News Net's sources, like 
like at least like some if you have you know if you have more uh, something like this that's a very big th deal you would probably have a little more info on that it, they just said like our sources say he's in it and that's mm -hmm. it so i don't know i mean th that's why we had to report it as a rumor that's not saying they're wrong at all but that's again another one of those situations you know it that's not as a as, mo as much of a lock as maybe a Saw Gerrera is to me, because this show is supposed to be about this the rebellion and all this stuff. Sure. But again, if it, it it it's a good guess if you wanted to do that to say that Mendelssohn will come back. He loves he's he likes doing television series. He's done streaming series uh, as recently as uh, this past year with The Outsider. Um, and I would love to see him too, because I re I am I've been I love everything he's in. From from season one of Bloodline, his small role in The Dark Knight Rises, like he's always he's a very very good actor, and he was excellent in Rogue One. And I I would be perfectly fine if we never saw him again, but I would also wouldn't mind seeing him pop up. He seems um, but, like a character who might show up like in that final episode, or or maybe, maybe have a little bit more to do in season two or something. I I just I I don't know if I want every. Star Wars series to to neatly put the bow on things to hand off to the next thing. Like I don't want this to be like, okay, we're putting together the ingredients for Rogue One and now we're gonna show you this these people and we're gonna show you Cheer It and Bays over here and like here you go, here's the end of Cassie and Andor series. Now it's Rogue One time. I, I want it to be a little messier. So I, I don't I hope he doesn't pop in the last episode and they start doing that thing where it's like now Rogue Run Rogue One feels like a spin-off of Andor. But um, the, the other thing, you know, the Stellan Skarsgård, I find funny because he's, you know, an artiste type of actor. He, he's one of the high respected uh, in his craft uh, of his generation. And, you know, I love him in Good Will Hunting. That's one of my favorite movies. And he plays Jerry, the counterpoint to Robin Williams character. Uh, I could, you know, this is like one of those things where I don't think he cares about the the protection of franchise secrets and this would be him doing a radio interview saying you know yeah you know i'm working on this movie right now and, and jeremy irons is in it and we have a great scene together and they'd be like oh cool nice and that's you know he's not like hey i just want you to know i don't think they could hear me but forrest whitaker he's he's in this thing i'm doing but they're gonna kill me if you find if the if this airs he's just like probably like yeah i did a scene with forrest whitaker you know him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. He's probably not even, like, in that realm of, like, they're not like Stellan Skarsgård. You can't talk about things. He's probably like, screw you. Yeah, he also probably just has no clue if that was, a, if he's been in Star Wars before. Is that even an important character, really? Or something? <laughs> That's you know? what I mean. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's hitting his mark, and he's going to do it well, but he's not, like... It's not like, well, you know, like when Oscar Isaac got hired to do Star Wars, he was a big fan of Star Wars. And he, mm -hmm. he got what was important about, you know, keeping the secrets and that sort of thing where this guy's just like, the, you take this blueprint of this interview and put it on any other project he did and he would do the same exact thing. Um, and again, this, this goes to that rule I was saying, like they, they should have just told people anyway. Yeah, mm -hmm. Forrest Whitaker is going to be an Andor. People like, nice. That's cool. I don't know how. I don't know why. What his what role is going to be, big or small. But that's cool that you told us Lucasfilm. That's cool. She told us Darth Vader's in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. I'm well, surprised they haven't released a full cast image like they did for Kenobi for Andor. I know, but like maybe Kenobi why, comes out first. 
It's I'm just surprised because they're both in production that they wouldn't just release them both saying, here you go. Here's who's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're trying to cover up friggin Liam Neeson. But like I, I just and I don't know if they'd be if they are acti- actively protecting Forrest Whitaker being in the show or not, but they haven't revealed that he's in it. And if I I would change that whole thing. If I was the president of Lucasfilm or Disney marketing, whoever's in charge of PR for releasing cast info, I'd be like, hey, you guys want to be excited for Andor? Forrest Whitaker's back as Saw Gerrera. I know you got a little taste of him and everyone loved him in Rogue One. He's coming back. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to say. That doesn't give away anything. I hate anything. to do this. Then you look at Marvel and they're like, and this person's in it, and this person's in it, and this person's yes, in it, and bring this person out, and, and then I this person's I hate that out. we keep talking about how much better Marvel it is at these things than And they hey, are. we're not even announcing this film, but here's the guy wearing a baseball cap of the movie he's in. <laughs> yeah. It's, al- it's almost like Lucasfilm <laughs> is so... I don't, I don't want to say they don't have confidence in how to handle this stuff, but they, I feel like they second-guess themselves a lot. Yeah. No, and we they, talked about this recently. I was like, they're reactionary more than they are confident yeah and i I feel that that's very true and i don't know where that where the buck stops i don't know if that's the president of the company like kathleen kennedy or if it's a disney thing or if it's the pr department within lucasfilm i don't know i'm not here to point fingers but it's clear that like marvel just like is a machine right now and star wars should be Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying it's i don't care that they aren't revealing those things but they're almost shooting themselves in the foot because then they you got to get these leakers saying like, hey, we found out that uh, Forrest Whitaker's in it. You know, yeah. it's like, just tell us. Who part, cares? Part of it is like, okay, people are going to point to times when Marvel's been burnt, but it literally has not happened anywhere near as often as Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm's like, Ryan Johnson's doing a trilogy. Oh, shoot. Like, <laughs> Benioff and Wise are doing their movies. Oh, shoot. Like, it just keeps happening to them. Colin Trevorrow. The Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, like, every time things happen yeah even recently you're right rangers of the new republic like they went to the they did it they announced it it's coming and then they're like crap like why does this keep happening to us i don't know is it like over at marvel like they haven't had to like fire so you know like the only one i can think of is doctor strange is the only one recently that i've heard of that they switched directors but but even then it's like it just fell into the cracks you're like oh by the way we're gonna switch to directors not even a really big deal like because you're getting the director came out and said it too the director yeah the director came out and was like it was scott derrickson he was just like yeah i'm not doing it yeah, and people will point to the the Ant Man thing before, like years ago, where it was supposed to be, you know, this guy's Edgar Wright. movie, yeah, Edgar Wright, and then they moved it or whatever. But it was like Reed. apparently yeah. he was Edgar Wright was signed on like when they were making Iron Man. I mean, like it was like well, they had a completely different stuff, yeah, thing than uh, what they were gonna, what they inevitably ended up doing, and it was like a, a mutual thing, like, hey, man. <laughs> We're not we're not doing this anymore. We're gonna do it more like this. And he's like, ah, I, I, never mind. So it's not even. I don't even feel right. like that, that's big of a deal. Like all the stuff that's happening I in agree. Star Wars is such a huge shakeup, and I don't know why it keeps happening to them. But I don't know. Um, again, John, you're Just, right. I don't know if where the buck stops. Is it is it Kathleen? Is it uh, directors of projects or what? I, I don't. 
I mean, they're both owned by Disney, so you can't say it's Disney. That's my yeah, opinion. So yeah. it's got to be inside Lucasfilm, and I don't know if it's like their publicity department is just like they're not, they're not confident enough to figure out how to handle things these days. Yeah. Or what? Because even George Lucas was more transparent. He literally had cameras on the sets for Revenge of the Sith as they were filming the movie. And I know that that's a story that predates, and we know how the story yeah. ended, so it's different. But so is this. Like, Andor, like, we know Cassian and what goes on and where the rebellion goes. Like, all the big beats are there. Just tell us that Forrest Whitaker's back, baby. Get him in the doing podcasts and talking about it. Like, let's let's get the hype machine going from the official side of things here. You know? Yeah. I I just think they, I don't know. I and it's not a big deal. I'm not like upset about it, but it's it's just like why? Why not? It's frustrating it? that we have to go through a lot of speculation you know, of how this is going to happen before we just get an answer. And it should just be a simple answer. And like, that, I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather Lucasfilm be like, um, yeah, Liam Neeson's in Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I don't have to deal with, you know, a YouTuber making it up that he's in it or, you know, just, to, you know, cut that off at the head and you mm-hmm. eliminate all these problems. And, and it's just, we've had this chat so many times. It's like, I couldn't care less if they told me that Liam Neeson was in Kenobi because I'm still going to be so happy to see him. And that's not going to spoil anything that his appearance would will be like. Just say he's, he's coming back. And if anything, I think that'd be an even more excitable thing for people than to be like, it's episode three. Do you think he's going to be in it? And then the next week, oh, we have two episodes left. Do you think Liam Neeson's going to be in the show? And then it just, dominates the whole journey of watching this series yeah um one other thing before we move on to the next section i want to give a quick shout out to saw Gerrera for being like the most crossed over character <laughs> ever he's like yeah in the games in the become. comics in the books in the anime <laughs> in multiple animated series like now he's crossing over into the live action tv shows and stuff and it's like oh yeah I he mean, was in bad batch yeah he was in rebels too he was yeah. in Clone Wars as do well. Think, do, of course, he was in Clone time. Wars first. That was his first appearance. <laughs> when did he get all jacked up? Is, is he going to be in Andor, like walking around, like primetime Forrest Whitaker? Or is he going to be still um, apparatus up? I would imagine he'd probably still be. A, when you said jacked up, I thought you meant big because he was like kind of big. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. No, yeah. no, like, no. My, my dad used to say, like, I'll jack you up, man! Like beat you so, up. So, so in Rebels, they f- they find him on Geonosis, and he had been there for I think like a year. And on Geonosis, they sterilized all of the um, or not sterilized. So like he they, was breathing in the stuff. He was yeah. breathing in that stuff. And yeah, it was like a genocide that they did. But then he was on the planet searching for stuff, and apparently, like if you inhalate that for a year, he it it inevitably down the line caused him to have all those respiratory issues and stuff. So I don't know exactly like when they want to say that kicked in, that would be a mystery, but I would imagine if they're bringing him back to capture the essence of rogue one, you got to think they're probably just going to bring him back and let him re- recreate that performance or something, maybe a little bit more tame. Some people didn't like that performance. Maybe they can kind of ride the line on the show and give him a little bit more of a normal voice in this, but he's he coughing or fully- something. Yeah, like when they like when they had Halle Berry show up in X Men Two, and they're like, "You're not African anymore." <laughs> Just so you know, that that didn't work out in the first episode, in the first movie. Um, She's like, "All right." <laughs> so uh, I uh, moving on to the next story, and this one again 
points to what you're saying, John, is like, I don't understand why you guys can't tell us. It's just a constant mix up of like when these shows are filming and when they're done film, we've started filming, we're ending production, who's in what show, we don't have anything going on. So one of the things here is that Pedro Pascal in uh, an interview that we'll get to it a little bit later, but he confirmed that he has not started filming for season three of The Mandalorian yet in that interview, he kind of let it slip, uh, thanks to Ewan McGregor. Um, the other thing too is like, Mando starting to film late 2021, early 2022, possibly now. It's just, it's kind of crazy. So um, I'm going to jump back at you, John, to get us started on on this particular story. What are, what are your thoughts on all this? Uh, I mean, the, the the reference of Book of Boba Fett as Mandalorian season 2.5 was interesting to me because I think that was something that you had speculated on that I didn't think would be that direct of a tie-in which Mm -hmm. to me feels like when i see that i don't think uh because it's a like a very close spinoff i see that as this is taking place between seasons two and three of the mandalorian Mm -hmm. um so that's interesting and it makes me think that mandalorian is going to be gapped out now uh further from seasons one and two were it's going to be because seasons one and two i don't think were that big of a gap as far as i remember but i think they're going to stretch out two and three over the course of maybe a couple of years now in in the story now in terms of the filming that it's very interesting because one i'm upset you know no mando fan show this year but um because that you know i love doing that but if they don't start filming let's say they don't start filming until early 2022 i have a hard time seeing how that show comes out in 2022 which means we're going even more than the two years without Mandalorian Um, because they filmed both seasons one and two over the course of like, say October to the following March, like five months, six months. If they start filming early 2022, as this says they might, that takes them into May. And you think they're turning that around in five months? I don't, Uh, they didn't do it for the first two seasons. I don't see what would change. And unless they shorten it from eight episodes to like four, which I don't think they're going to do that to their best show their marquee show so i don't know it's very interesting now if they start in late 20 this year and we find out um oh that story was a little bit wrong we're actually are going to start filming pick it up in october november then we'll see you next in in fall of uh, 2022 but if that's report is right by collider who you know say what you want about collider i have my thoughts but they have a lot of good sources they're saying late 2021 early 2022 which makes that very very interesting so i don't know and i also i'm not sure does that mean boba fett is only one season they wrote season one on the gear which some people say that guarantees more seasons i don't think so but if it's 2.5 does that mean boba fett season two is going to be 2.75 or 3.5 you know what i mean so that i have a lot of questions about but the mando thing you got to keep an eye on so yeah i have some thoughts that i'm surprised you didn't point on but i want to see if Lacey grabs them um what, what are your thoughts on do you notice anything that pops out to you well the interesting thing about the book of boba fett wrapping is that it came out as a story but i believe ming no wen announced that it was done like days prior prior via via her uh twitter account she was like my rap gift all done and everyone was yeah. like oh all right <laughs> and then that was everywhere and then this comes out that it's now officially wrapped according mm-hmm. to multiple sources well you have the number two character in the show saying it's wrapped a couple days prior so that was interesting to me um that being said i think pedro is a very busy guy 
So I think while he did let it slip that they haven't start sh- started shooting yet, I don't know if he knows when they're shooting. And I know that he didn't talk about when in the year it is, but we have to take into consideration that he's doing The Last of Us, which is a really big popular project and people mm, are pumped mm-hmm. for it yeah. for HBO. Um, and that's shooting this summer, I believe, into the rest of this year. And so they're trying to work around his schedule while also doing working around Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is filming in L.A. So they're kind of working around all these different schedules. So they're trying to make it work. So I'm not surprised it's filming in late of this year, but that also might not be exactly correct because if he ends filming early, they might start up early. It's like all timing. So it's hard until we get official word, I guess, when they're filming or not. Didn't they say Last of Us is filming... Is, uh, from from everything I read was July of this year to June of next year. So he's going to have to film both either or he does his parts early for Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Like I, to me, it, it sounds like they don't have they haven't figured out how to build up enough studio spaces for them to film all these shows they want to do yet because it's like they're all borrowing from the same spot and obi-wan's filming where book of boba fett filmed and they literally just handed the garage keys from one director to the next like okay it's your show's turn now and that's the same place that mandalorian filmed so three shows in that one spot unable to film at the same time Mm -hmm. and then you just have andor just filming across the entire map of europe and yeah. in Pinewood Studios. And then you have Marvel who's building all these uh same volume sets in Sydney. They're they're going to Australia. Uh so and the rumor was Lucasfilm was gonna build stuff there too, or Disney was for gonna for for all the shows. But it just seems like again, I hate doing this. But how is like Marvel like making all these shows and Lucasfilm's like, well, we can't can't use that can't film that yet because this show's there right now. It's like I feel like they're undercutting like Lucasfilm seems way under under budgeted than Marvel does. So, yeah, let me at least I don't really know, but I know that they did season one with the Mandalorian with Pedro doing Game of Thrones, didn't they? So it's just kind of. No, I think he was done. Game of Thrones had filmed the year prior and they released it the year later. And he was already done with Game of Thrones. I thought that's why he wasn't in the mask a lot. No, he was doing another th- project. Oh, yeah. Been was Narcos it Narcos or something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm just saying like, it's just one of those things that it seems like they're constantly working around his schedule, which is understandable. He's the main character. But yeah, it seems a little disorganized project management wise that you have all these things overlapping and you're working with actor schedules versus studio schedules versus not enough space versus... Get let out me, of my room. <laughs> let me let me jump in here. I think this might be a good spot. First, first of all, the one thing that I want to point out that you guys, you probably know more than I do, so you might be able to shut this down real quick. When was this actually recorded, this conversation between uh, Ewan and Pedro? Because number one, this is a teaser for an upcoming show. So it's not like... When when they it wasn't like they recorded this yesterday and that and this conversation is still planned to come out like months from now. So how long ago was this conversation recorded? He says we haven't started filming Mandalorian season three yet. Was this three months ago? Was this four months ago? That's a good question because you know, when I saw you and I was like, he's wearing a white t shirt again. Is that all that guy wears? And it might have been he did a full day of all these interviews and filming and stuff 
and then moved on and is now doing other things. And like you said, they shot this earlier, but maybe he just really likes white t-shirts. Maybe yeah. that's what he I, rolls I up was in. Also, I was considering, you know, the, like um, how they put this together. They're not going to say, well, this was filmed at this time, but g- given this that is understanding. This within the last month. What? This is within the last month because he, he's actively talking about filming the Kenobi series in his quotes during this conversation okay right yeah. so like i said there, there might be something to that but I, but i'm sitting here thinking well it wasn't like they th- this was live or something you know sure like sure. this was very clearly recorded a while ago and i don't know how long ago a week two weeks a month but um but that's a good point you know uh based on the context there but the other thing that i was thinking about is I think there's more fluidity to these Disney Plus shows than we're giving them credit. And they, like, there's, so there are people saying Mandalorian season three absolutely already is shooting. So I don't know why, why he's saying that. It absolutely is. But here's the thing is, maybe that maybe that understanding is coming from the fact that he's in Book of Boba Fett. His story ended with uh, Grogu for the time being. Boba Fett is absolutely the title and the focus character. Um, but mandalorian shows up in this show and mm-hmm. that's why they're kind of saying well it's sort of mandalorian season two he's not the folk or uh 2.5 he's not the focus but just like boba fett was in mandalorian show now mandalorian is in dinjarin is going to show up in boba fett show he's there he is doing stuff and then maybe that kind of helps to to put it all together and who knows that i mean i guess uh that kind of contradicts him what he's saying exactly but i was thinking like how do we not know that they're not shooting a lot of this stuff all at the same time like today we're doing book above fett tomorrow we're doing mandalorian um because at the end of the day all these characters and all these stories are all kind of supposed to come together as soon as we get into some of this other stuff that's when we might bring in and start shooting some of the ahsoka stuff that'll be later down the line but we got all these actors and schedules that we got to mix up if we only have rosario dawson for a little bit let's Bring her in, shoot the scenes with uh, Tamara Morrison and Pedro Pascal. Get that shot done for the show that's coming out next year. Oh, We're I don't know about that, it. dude. I well, I'm just saying that's mixing a lot of crew members. Like, but it's all they're... the same content. Like, that's the thing. Is like, I wonder how often it's like people might say, you know, this Marvel movie is already shooting. Well, they got Chris Pratt to do this scene in this other show. I know for a fact that I've seen a lot of the people be like, I wasn't in, I wasn't in Avengers too. It's like, yes, you were. And you're like, I, I don't even know anymore. It's like, oh, I'm in Paltrow. Guardians, I'm in Ant-Man, I'm in Avengers. What? Yeah, I think that was Gwyneth Paltrow. No, it's been numerous people. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Cause, oh, cause God. it's just, I they, they know they show up and, and it's like, they're probably going to get a scene here or there. You know what I mean? Like all the Ant-Man cast was in, and uh, I'm sorry. Never mind. I take that back. There's too many movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the other thing is the Endgame and Infinity War stuff was shot at the same time, so that's why it was confusing. Well, and that by the too. same directors and same. Yeah, because yeah. and they were kind of part one, part two, and that was like its own movie thing. But and and that had like everybody in it, so that's mm-hmm. a that's a little a weird thing. But I'm thinking, you know, if you're if you're shooting three shows and they all take place at the same time and they all have very similar characters and they're crossing over, who knows? Like maybe, maybe the fluidity is just like crazy over there. And we're like, you guys can't get it together. And they're like, no, we got it on lock. We're shooting is, this scene this day, this scene that well, day. We're not saying they can't the get it together. Day. 
I don't no, no, want no, that no, going around that we're saying that. That's not no, what we're no. saying. It just it seems like very confusing on how this is working. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of crossover with these projects. But at the same time, you interview someone like a Hal Hickel and the the Luke Skywalker scene, there was like no one on set for. So you have to think like, OK, they're deciding who's on set, who's not on set, who's working what project, who's not. And Hal's yeah. even said that he's not touched certain projects at all. No. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, they, you know, they've even brought in, um, you know, legacy effects and other places to help with creatures and that sort Visual of stuff. Visual effects people from Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. But the 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 I mean, yeah, my thing is, yeah, we are not saying that, you know, they don't have it together. But I think it's just like from my perspective, it's like, you know. I know they are budget conscious and they always are, even though these are big franchises and that sort of thing. But the fact that their three shows had to use the same studio space because of the technology and that sort of thing. Like when are they, when are they building this expanded? Like this all could be a part of the pandemic hit. They're like, look, we got to, we, we, we're not building new studios right now or, or something in, in California. We, we were planning on it, but we were going to do Studio A and Studio B and Studio C, but now we got to stick to A. So now Boba mm-hmm. Fett has to film and we're pushing Obi-Wan's filming until that ends. And that's exactly what happened because Boba Fett wraps and Obi-Wan starts in the same place. Uh, and that's the same studio that Mandalorian filmed in. And maybe that's why that's getting pushed out because Favreau said he wrote season three like a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's he has like somewhere John Favreau has a, a a MacBook with the scripts for Mandalorian season three on it. And it's just sitting there somewhere. Um, but is Robert Rodriguez the one? Is he directing Book of Boba Fett? Did he do yes. that? Is it what? He, he's probably like, he's probably like, hey, let's go down to a, a park and we're, we're going to film like three episodes. Just My in backyard. Some park yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It I I going back to your Keep point on the last story, John. I I just don't understand why at least one of these directors like we always tease JJ for being like I'm going to be super open about this and then he posts like one picture, but at <laughs> least he marked the beginning of the filming of the movie. He says, "Hey, we're doing yeah. it. Here we are. We're on set. There it is. There's a yeah. camera picture." Like I don't understand why some of these people like why was John Favreau so open during that first season of posting all these different the the gun and you know all these different set pieces? He was a little, and characters and a little in season two because he posted the Gamorrean guard. Remember the wrestling yeah. Gamorrean guard? And yeah, that's true. That sort of thing. Nothing but will like, top JJ Abrams being like, "Hey guys, I made this Twitter account so I can give you updates." That's on what the, I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he was saying. Yeah. And then he was like, "Hey, it's wrapped," and you're like, "Wait, where were the updates?" <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it just kind of surprises me. They went all the pretty much all, I mean, they're saying filming is wrapped on book of Boba Fett and it's like, we didn't get anything. We never saw like any teases or posts anywhere. Just Tamara Morrison doing that interview with that New Zealand news station from his gym. Like, Hey, I'm getting, getting ripped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Getting my sweat on on set. Couple other uh, just quick things. Uh, we we wanted to talk a little bit about Taika Waititi because um, he was asked about his Star Wars movie. Um, nothing promising here. He just said, "I got a I got a lot that I'm working on." Uh, but you know, the Star Wars project. Yeah, I hope I hope my next project is Star Wars. That sounds. I'm excited to do it. Kind of thing. Um, not really anything. But he he very quickly like shuts that down. He's like, "But I, I got a lot of stuff that I'm working on." So. Um, so Taika Waititi hopes his next Star Wars or his next project is Star Wars movie. Imagine being Taika Waititi and you could s- imagine saying that sentence. Be like, 
uh, you know, I'm working on a lot of stuff. I, I hope my Star Wars movie is my next project. He, yeah, he has gotten criticisms before <laughs> of like, dude, freaking just stick to a few things. Like, yeah. he's like a Steven Spielberg producer. Like, he's just like touching like everything, like a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but um, what's that author that's on every book? Oh, James Patterson. It's like James Patterson and so and so, James yeah. Patterson and so and so. And you're like, does he even he what does he write? Like a paragraph in this book? It's like Tyke is like blah, name blah. recognition. Yeah, yeah. Um, another quick thing, and this is uh this is a live uh, a, a real world casting. Uh, Star Wars Andor uh, did add the actor from Chernobyl, Robert M's. Um, that was coming from a trade story deadlines. We could probably, you can probably trust that or, or, um, lock that up. It's just interesting that, um, obviously we were talking a lot about Stellan Skarsgård and his interaction with Chernobyl, like being the lead in that. So it doesn't surprise me at all that, you know, Hey, you need a guy. I got a guy. I know a guy I'll call up Robert, you know, and this guy somehow makes his way into Andor. um, if I remember who this actor is, by the way, he uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> based on based on Chernobyl, I remember. Or it could be the casting director really liked the show, you yeah. know, and they're just pulling from that project. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I wanted to throw that in there. I saw his face and I was like, oh, I can't remember exactly, and I didn't bother to to, to really dive deep and figure out if mm-hmm. it was the same person. But if it was who I was thinking it was, it's like, dude, man, that guy had a tough role to pull off, <laughs> and he managed to do it pretty well. Because that show like, was. If you could do Chernobyl, well you can rewarded. handle Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, guys, that was—I mean—that was a lot, and we're still going to talk a little bit more about that whole Ewan and Pedro uh, conversation there at the end. But, uh, but mm-hmm. that is basically it for the Resistance report. Uh, Lacey, I'm going to hand it off to you to take us into our, our next section. Yeah, guys, it's time for the Patreon Pod Race. So there are lots of ways you can support us, like we said at the top of the show, uh, following us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. It really means a lot um, and helps us grow. You can follow us on Spotify, which we love. It's a great uh, app. You can also share via Spotify to your Instagram stories and stuff, and it goes right to the app. It's really, really nice. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Or if you want more from us, including exclusive content, live watch-alongs, like we did this past Sunday of The Last Jedi, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Um, wait, not the resistance broadcast. Isn't it just resistance broadcast? It is. Patreon.com slash resistance Resistance broadcast. It's because I was thinking of the Instagram handle. Lots of information to remember, guys. Give me a break. All right. Starting <laughs> at $2, uh, you can get access to all our stuff. If you go up in the ranks, including uh, $5 and up, then you can take parts in the show. Uh, it's really, really cool. The We can't get over how quickly the community is growing and how active it is. People oh, are in man. there at all hours of the night in our Discord. Uh, people sharing photos of their families and like what they're doing. And it's just a nice thing to have on a regular basis, especially with what we've been dealing with in the past a of, year. A lot of just fun having... food talk, too. Yeah, yeah just like having a, a lot of fun with people and talking it, about Star Wars and It's weird cuz when it first started I was like I was like man people are like I hope you have fun in there. I hope you actually there's actual conversation and now when people join I'm like oh this person's going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's really I great know just, that it's active, yeah. Yeah, it's really great just to engage with people especially like when news drops. It's the first place we all react to it before heading yeah. to the show and uh, or John writes his articles. It's like kind of that initial reaction is with you guys and just hearing things that you guys are hanging out 
without us, which kind of sucks because we're not there, but it's cool because you're together and like people are rooming together for celebration. It's just really, that's, really fun time. Yeah, that's So wild. I want to give a shout out to our generals and spice runners first before we head into the pod race where we give a general a chance to be on the show and give us some input for a question. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Kendall Gelnar, Paul Olt. Paul Olson, Jake Couchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, Ryan Wara, Haas Islam, uh, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, still love that name, uh, Timothy Hill, John Chorlton, which t- he told us we're saying it right, so that is wonderful. Yep. Uh, Nick Kratz, welcome. Christian Morales and Val Trichkoff, thank you guys so much. Uh, And then I'm also going to double read some people because they also promoted themselves to Spice Runners. So thank you to David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, uh, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, aka Indie Dave. Thank you guys so much. It means so much. We have so much stuff that we're working on. um, And it allows us to really grow this community and what we're doing here and create more content. How about Christian? Like... He's just like, I got to get the general. He's like, enough's enough. <laughs> I got to get on on the pod. I can't wait till that guy does a pod race. And he was sharing really cool photos from like a Star Wars event that he was oh at, which made me God. miss. It was like a drive-by Star Wars event for like graduates. And I just missed conventions so but hard. Those <laughs> costumes were legit. Well, I think he's part of the 501st. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Oh my God. Like that Vader. I was like, mm-hmm. like Disney parks. Pay yeah. attention. Christian is a, is a, a TIE fighter pilot in the 501st yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, he himself and obviously would uh hang out with a lot of those uh, that run with that crew did you guys see i, I went to a wedding that had 501st yeah cool yeah Very cool. i don't know that was kind of they had it they had it was a surprise to everybody but the bride and groom but they oh that's but they fun. walked down the aisle and gave them like a military kind of thing that they walked through so, so that of- was actually it's funny side note uh my friend Elliot at his wedding, the 501st showed up and they had no idea and they just came through the doors with all the droids and everything. And it was like, super oh fun. man, that's sick. Um, all right. This week we have General Jeremy Myers. Hey, Jeremy, how's it going? Hey, um, and we back. asked him, who has been your favorite new character introduced to us in The Mandalorian? So this is his chance to be a part of the show. So, Jeremy, take it away. Hey, what's up, everyone from Windy, California? I think my. Uh... Uh, for me, besides Mando, the obvious, and Grogu, I mean, those are main characters, but the one character that um, that they brought in, I'm sure it won't be any surprise, but definitely Ahsoka, Tano, and uh, loved how they uh, introduced her into the live action universe, and uh, she's a extreme favorite of mine from the uh, Clone Wars and the book and seeing her brought to the live action was uh was the best um rosario dawson uh, played an excellent part so hopefully they uh have more of her or maybe even get a, a second um spinoff show of her would love to see it hope you guys are all well General jeremy out. nice job jeremy it's mm-hmm. awesome to see you again uh one of the og generals so, James, what did you think? Um, I think that's a good pick, man, um, with Ahsoka Tano. Um, just because 
I think, you know, Lacey's, I think, included in this, too. Like, so many people were just unaware of that character, and she uh, has now exploded onto the scene of, of, you know, being like, hey, what do you guys think of that Ahsoka Tano character? That's a new character that I'm kind of excited about. And then every other Star Wars fan be like, (laughs) 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 you know, and giving them the old, well, this character's been around for a very long time. Well, (laughs) actually. Yeah, so it's like like kind of this this weird, like, in-between, like, you can't and in a lot of ways consider this character a brand new character to the Mandalorian. So I don't know, uh, it, a very good pick though, because that uh, that in particular is a, a strong standout, um, even for people that uh, don't know who that character is. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. man, that that was uh, that person's awesome, and I want to know more about that. And who's the, who's the Thrawn person? I'm just very excited about that storyline altogether. You know, so yeah, I'm totally with you, man. That's a that's a good pick. And thanks for doing the pod race, John. Yeah, I I feel like you cheated a little bit here, Jeremy, because Ahsoka's not like new character. But um, I know how much you love Ahsoka. John's the person I was just describing. Yeah, (laughs) right, (laughs) right, right. But he, you know, whatever. He's a big Ahsoka fan. He he has both. He got both lightsabers of hers from Galaxy's Edge. Like he just big. He just big timed everybody. He's like, oh, you got a lightsaber? Yeah, I got two. And they're both Ahsoka's, so eat it. But um, I, it's funny, he said, he had to say, which I probably should have said it in the question, he said, besides, obviously, Mandalorian and Grogu, uh, he went with someone else. So uh, appreciate that. You saved me on that one. But um, yeah, great answer. Uh, I like how you put it and what perspective you put it in. The only question I have for you, Jeremy, is do you not know that they're making an Ahsoka series? Because you made it sound like, I hope they do more. So I just want to make sure you know that they as of now are doing an Ahsoka series with Rosario Dawson and I know how much you liked the live action version of her so it's very cool thanks bud it's called Ahsoka uh, you can look it up yeah (laughs) and uh well actually it's called Ahsoka Jeremy I'm so sorry (laughs) you're just getting corrected like up and down for your choice here uh but I love your choice because like James said Obviously, I know who Ahsoka Tano is. I know Ashley. She's wonderful. She did a great job with the character in the animated series. But there's just something different about seeing that character translate to live action, which we saw with Bo-Katan, too. It's just super, super cool. And I think a lot of people were weary of Rosario Dawson only because it's not Ashley. And that's your first kind of reaction is like, oh, it's not what I know. Um, and she did such a good job. And then you see the behind the scenes stuff where she cared so much about the character and like talked with Ashley and talked with Dave and like really worked with the stunt people to get it right. And there's just something to be said about an actor that cares that much more about a character because she knows how much fans love it. That makes it that much better. So I agree with you. I think it's a great pick. Thanks for being a part of the community. You're so fun and awesome and i'm jealous of all your galaxy's edge stuff all the time because i still yet to go like tear it's the worst (laughs) thing ever for me um but thank you so much so now we're gonna head to john and we're gonna talk more about you and pedro yeah so uh we're just kind of gonna have a little bit of an open chat about that uh, other story because our our news section was just loaded and you, you know look at the time on the pod right now like we're we're just getting to this section now um, so bonus TRB for everybody, but <laughs> yeah, you McGregor and Pedro Pascal got in the mix, traded a little Star Wars brethren. Now I feel like it's, it almost feels like one of those things where like 
like you're a certain exclusive club and then you get to get together and kind of like rub elbows and that that mm-hmm. sort of thing that's how this kind of felt and this is the varieties actors on actors uh new show and they released this episode it's 30 minutes of these two chatting it out via zoom uh still very uh pandemic mode style here but you know they're probably in two different locations at this point obi-wan uh Hugh mcgregor obviously in la doing his thing um and as james said before you know we're not positive on when this came out uh my guess because Hugh mcgregor is talking about actually filming obi-wan has to be within the last month or so and uh so it's it's pretty recent but it's it's it looks like they had a real good time talking so Lacey, you I know you were a big fan of this conversation. So what were your like what did you pull out of this thing that uh either you found funny or the most interesting or intriguing? Like what what uh set off your bells on this one? Well, first of all, I just really liked them together. I think they're both like super charming, charismatic guys, so they picked the two perfect people to interview each other, like because sometimes one actor will be more serious than the other. It's clear that these guys were just there and having a great time and both love being a part of Star Wars. From the moment we met Pedro on stage at Celebration, he was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. And then as we know of Ewan, he's just been the biggest hype man forever and had to lie to everyone for like six, seven years. So it's exciting to have them both talk about it. I loved the slip up where he's like, I mean, confidentially, I'm what? And then Ewan's like, oh, no, what's happening? And they both laughed about it because even in the interview, Ewan's multiple times like, well, I have to be careful. I can't really talk about this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is okay. Uh, It makes you wonder if there's a person off screen that's like, yeah, you can. You can talk about it. Uh, Whereas Pedro, we know he's let Din Djarin slip. Like, he's been very, very casual about things. And even in the interview, he's like, yeah, I tell my family everything, but like even this, I was like, I can't tell anybody about Grogu. <laughs> like, right. it's just very interesting to hear them talk about the secrecy of Star Wars and and being a part of it and how much it means to them, but yet having to keep everything from people. Um, I think my favorite part, only because I'm getting hit real hard with nostalgia with you and McGregor, is him talking about seeing stormtroopers for the first time and acting with them, and like him being like, "I only worked with clone troopers." Like it was such a geeky moment that I was like, "I love that he knows that he's like, I've never been with stormtroopers before." Yeah. <laughs> the guy's been drilled with uh, canon stuff that he's like, "I know that in the timeline, this I've never this has never happened before." Um, yeah. And then saying that he felt like he was six again was really cool. And he had to. He said, yeah. "I had to ask someone." Did I have stormtroopers in my other movies? Like, I just picture that being like Pablo Hidalgo. Like, no, he didn't. Or yeah, Dave Filoni, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, re- really quick, because it's off topic, going way back to that Liam Neeson thing, Jimmy Kimmel also asked him if he killed anybody with a lightsaber, and he was like, I mean, does it... He was, like, stuck because he couldn't figure out if a droid counted. And the clip <laughs> they use is him cutting through droids, and he's like... I guess yes, and he got it right, but uh, but he's like, I mean, those are droids. <laughs> I didn't, I yeah, didn't take yeah. anybody's life. That was the question. <laughs> Did you have to take anybody's life with a lightsaber? He's like, rethinking it. I'm like thinking, no, Darth Maul killed him, and was there any right. person? Yeah, it was tricky. I just um, loved the second guessing of canon that actors go through. That they they yeah. especially you and like he wants to be right and he wants to know, so he's like, is this right? Yeah. yeah, I found that interesting too. He's like, he's never seen stormtroopers, and I was like, um, so 
you know, that confirms he's probably on Tatooine. No. <laughs> I was looking at like, what angle is this? Like, uh, mm-hmm. he says Jawas and stuff. What does I'm it like, mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it doesn't. He, he says the era has been released, so I can say that. Uh, I get to work with stormtroopers, and that was that was pretty cool. It's weird to me too, like some, you know, like these actors and stuff. That that was one thing that stuck out to me. He's like, oh, he saw a stormtrooper, and and Pedro was like, I know, and it's like, isn't it just so cool? And I'm like, have you guys not been to Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> have you guys never? No, I not, have not. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I'm saying like. Like I'm talking to the to them. Like no, Ewan, I, I don't think Ewan has. I know Anakin has. Uh, Hayden uh, Christensen Hayden has. Christian. I don't think Ewan has. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of I thought it was kind of interesting. I was like, you know, all this time they've never been in a scenario where there's like stormtroopers walking around and they get taken back immediately to like they're six years old. But I mean, <laughs> there's something about it's on the set, on the set, and yeah. maybe during a take, you know, and you're yeah. like, okay, that's not just a guy in a costume. Like <clears throat> now, all of a sudden, I'm Obi Wan, and I'm in this moment uh, mm-hmm. with with stormtroopers. It's a lot. They're interacting with me, maybe. They're not just I, walking by him. Makes it's you wonder like, if he's yeah. dodging them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of I thing. heard, I heard an interview with um, our buddy Jeff with uh, Lights Camera Barstool. They did an interview with Dominic Monaghan, mm-hmm. and he was talking about Lord of the Rings a lot. But then he was talking about Star Wars and he's like, I've been you know, really good friends with JJ for 15 years. And he's like, look, dude, I'm bringing you in. You got to tie up a lot of these early loose ends for me because we're trying to bring things home. Uh, but and, and they asked him about like the pressure of doing the Star Wars thing. And he's like, the biggest pressure of it is that there's all there's hundreds and hundreds of people on set all sharpening the the arrow of a spear to a point. And then when it's time to go, you have to deliver your lines. And what he means by that is they have all the creatures working in the background live. All the lighting is correct. All the cameras are set. All the extras are in their spots. Like there's all these people doing their things depending on that moment. And then you have to deliver your lines. And he said that was the thing. So I think like that's maybe what kind of you and saying is like the volume was probably full on with all the backgrounds. Then he saw the stormtroopers like he was in on Tatooine it wasn't just like I'm strolling through Galaxy's Edge and there's someone drinking a soda like it's Mm -hmm. like no you're in the galaxy and he sees stormtroopers and he's probably like that I remember from when I was a kid I didn't experience that last time and there were probably CGI clones anyway last time so I thought I I was actually surprised they didn't mention that is I I don't know how often he even actually dealt with someone in a clone trooper outfit if ever yeah, didn't he say, Lacey, in this, uh, I didn't watch the full thing, but something about, it's, uh, I enjoy it's way less with the green and blue screens or something yeah. like that. Like, he yeah. already alluded to Yeah, he liked acting with Yoda, but he said it was creepy when Yoda was done with a take because he would just fall over because the person doing oh, the yeah. puppeteering would. Oh, and then they did the CG Yoda for the other two. So who knows mm-hmm. if, yeah, interesting. It is interesting that now when you are behind, watching any behind the scenes stuff and you hear, you know, the director the assistant director go back to one you're like oh <laughs> set oh, back yeah. to one <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that's it's pressure on a level that we probably just don't understand you know it reminds me of like a lip dub and i know that's so stupid re- comparing that at all to a movie but like the lip dub where you have to do the full thing lip sync all the way through from beginning to end like they did in the office where they have all oh. these different pieces that they have to hit at a certain time oh, in yeah, one yeah, shot yeah, yeah. Yeah. For like 1917, behind. where they did like one big shot, and no matter what happened, he just kept running because it was one consistent 
mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I, yeah. This, I don't know. That, this is, I mean, it's cool. And I, I did, I did find it funny. Like you brought it up, Lacey, that Pedro Pascal's like, no, I tell my family everything. I don't care. Except like, Grogu. That is the only ex- thing he didn't right. say. Right. <laughs> Which you, means you know, that he was so scared. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I almost wish that, okay, so this was this is an interesting thing that they're doing not that this hasn't happened before where like two actors sit down and they have conversations there's obviously like those those things they do i i can't remember the 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 company that does them but they get like five or six actors in a room and they're all really random from different it's usually variety they do like the actors on actor conversations where it's like the round table is it really is that is that i'm pretty sure or the hollywood reporter one of the two I don't know. I thought it was like Eat Entertainment Tonight or something. I don't know. Anyway. No, it's usually around like Oscar time. They'll get a bunch of people that are considered for different Oscar roles. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, w- whatever it is, like I like the I like this idea that that like um, instead of doing like press events, like, um, you know, you get uh, uh, Daisy Ridley and, and, you know, so and some other character or whatever to, to answer so many questions for 15 minutes. I would almost rather they just be like, let's just put like Oscar Isaac and Daisy in a room and let them talk for 20 minutes. And I'd rather watch that because they can just kind of like unfold about their experience and a lot of this stuff, filming it and expectations and have maybe a a thing that you want them to kind of go through, but let them naturally discuss it. I'd rather watch and listen to that than just a basic interview where they're like, so what was it like? becoming ray for the third time you know she's like yeah and they've done that before a lot for like written stuff like oh so and so conducted the interview in a written way and i know daisy and adam interviewed each other going into the rise of skywalker for a magazine i forget which but it's not the same as watching them yeah i mean like yeah i i think it would have been crazy to put like those the big three or like include adam in that like these are your four main characters of this Mm -hmm. this movie um, and just let them let them do your thing, or in promotion for uh, kind of what they're doing here. Like th- this would have been great in a different circumstance. Um, you know, we, hey, we have Andor coming up, and we have um, Mandalorian season three coming up, and we have uh, Obi Wan coming up. Let's put the three lead characters in a room and just let them talk about their experiences in the same way that they did with Gallery. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that'd be cool. That's very cool from their different understandings and perspectives. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, again, like it is kind of what Gallery is doing, and I like that. They put all the directors in a room, then they put all yep. the actors in a room. Like that, that is cool. I like that. Do that more. Yeah. And uh, they did touch a little bit on Deborah Chow, like briefly, and um, not too much in terms of the experience, but it sounds like, you know. They uh, related on the fact that she worked on both shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else from this before we get out of here? I don't think so. It's oh, just really yeah, cool. Go watch top. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's short too. So like when the real one comes out, it'll be I think much that, longer. Is the, that was the real one. That was the real one? 30 minutes. Wait, the whole thing's out? The whole I didn't thing. see the whole thing. I only saw the clip of them talking right about the Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars news net. Now James has something wonderful to watch today. Yeah, there you go, yeah. James. <laughs> uh, you, you can watch it before Bad Batch. Nope, be that's not happening. <laughs> um, because you want to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that takes us towards the end here. Uh, we want to thank everyone for uh, listening and watching and being a part of TRB. 
Uh, I love you guys. You're the absolute best. Um, as Lacey said, make sure you are subscribed, whatever your preferred platform is, whether that's audio or on YouTube. Uh, and also, you're going to StarWarsNewsNet.com, like James does, for all of your Star Wars news, <laughs> reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at Star Wars NewsNet and uh, my movie podcast with my buddy Mike. Uh, we just did Predator, and we're doing Goodfellas next week. So that's going to be a tough one, but it's good. It should be it should be a good one. Um, James. Not at jamesbaney.com or <laughs> jamesbaney.com now. <laughs> you should actually get that if you don't already have it. You can you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. All right. Yes. And what and doing the Bad Batch stuff coming out. Bad Batch uh, reaction show uh, one Friday. last Friday. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram and this past Monday? Today? Today. We're announcing uh, an exclusive for Hasbro on Star Wars Newsnet, so make sure to check that mm. out, um, as well as I recently did a write-up of all the stuff they announced last week at the I Am Your F- I Am Your Father's Day live stream, which was a lot of cool stuff, including they're releasing all the new Rogue, uh, re-releasing Rogue One in the new boxes, um, and then some other really cool stuff for, for kids. I know all these figures are obviously for kids, but like more little kid stuff. So like lightsabers yeah. and, um, some of those mission fleets, which have been super popular. They released a lot of those for both Bad Batch and the Mandalorian. And no, no sign yet of the force effects Ray lightsaber. No, but they released a lightsaber with Grogu's face on it. I was like, well, <laughs> all right. It's uh, hard to be- match what I have for ga- the one <clears throat> from Galaxy's Edge, so no, I'm interested yeah. to see. I mean, the only way Hasbro can top that one is if theirs actually has a twist to turn on. Like, if the top twists to turn it on and it changes colors when it turns on, it would top this one. But to be honest, I'd still buy it even if they, they did. There you go. And they know. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yes, we will be back, as always, on Thursday, where we are going to... Uh, get back into speculation nation again because why not and we're going to talk about how we think uh now that we know it's mandalorian season 2.5 how the book of boba fett uh might impact mandalorian season 3 and beyond so we're gonna have some fun uh doing some guessing and speculating and, and talking star wars as we always do right here on the resistance broadcast we'll see you around kids <laughs>